everyone in this episode, I guess special episode because we were supposed to be done last week of History Unloaded with Danny and Ashley. We extended the season because we're so excited to talk about a super weirdo. This is like a full episode of Dan's Conspiracy Corner. I know, Except I know. And like I've started I started like going into the weeds about some other people. But uh, for those who've been following the season, you are already anticipating that this is an episode about Hiram Stevens Maxim, not Danny's former career, because we still haven't figured that episode out. I, I'm just trying not to get fired, man. <laughs> Vand. You're worried about getting vanned. Vand. Um, so we're going to talk about Hiram Stevens Maxim and all of the drama surrounding his life. But I would first like to start with I didn't really know any of this because I never really had the desire to study Hiram Stevens Maxim other than the fact that like he did some stuff with the machine gun. That's like understanding his significant, his contribution. That's understanding a little. Like, he kind of messed around with a machine gun or something. Um, but like, that's what you hear and about him. You don't really hear all the other crazy stuff unless you want to like, I don't know, look a little bit because I didn't have to dig that hard to find it, but it's just not something I really knew about. And I would like to point this out because I reckon his story is crazier and true than Sarah Winchester's story, but nobody talks about Sarah Winchester's inventions. Well, everybody, she was actually, my take on her is that she was pretty normal and everybody treats her like she was crazy. And Maxim was actually kind of crazy and everybody treats him as normal because He's a man. patriarchy. <laughs> the patriarchy. The patriarchy. So Danny, for our listeners, who is Hiram Stevens Maxim before we uh, peel back that onion? Oh man, I was hoping you wouldn't. Have... He kind of messed around with the machine gun. That's that's what he did. I think, um, yeah, yes. He created like, <laughs> I don't know. People, some people are like, he created the first machine gun, which isn't true, but he created a, a fully portable machine gun yeah i mean fully portable for the time that seems for the time as i was saying that because that's what that like um technology journal said i was picturing the maxim like as i was saying it and i was like but is it is it um not if you want back problem or if you want back we've also talked about his son uh well one of them one one of of his his sons sons, hiram percy max hinting at where this episode will go yes um hiram percy maxim was his son who developed the the suppressor the silencer and a lot of other stuff he was kind of he was like totally his he was totally hiram stevens maxim's son he was like i'm gonna mess around with some guns but then also like cars planes yeah a little bit of everything ships so Hiram Stevens Maxim is known for his machine gun, but that's not the only thing that he invented. Um, he dabbled in several other arts, if you will. Art, like what do you mean by like arts? the dark arts? The, oh, the dark. Okay, I was like, I thought that's where you were going, but I was like, was he painting on the side? Was he doing secret stuff? You on know, the he side? didn't even dabble in the dark funny. arts. In fact, I read something that he wrote an article later in life, like condemning certain religions for saying that they encourage people to believe in ghosts. And like, listen, I'm just not here for that. Like he was like the, apparently the world's first announcer of dark tourism. And I just, I can't support that. Okay. I I did not know that part. Despite reading the articles. You sent me. <laughs> this is what happens when we, even when we prepare, we are unprepared. Maybe I just can't read. Maybe that's the problem. So I don't even know where to start. 
Yeah, I mean, we've we've mentioned the machine gun things out of the way. Cat's out of the bag on that one. But like, he claims to have invented the light bulb. Yeah, that he, one's a little weird. Like he, but I actually didn't I know think, this until I started researching that. Like, he was like U.S. Electric. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that until now. <laughs> you mean until today when you read the article I sent you? Yes, that one specifically for today, not right. Okay, that was like really, Danny. Like, I did read the article. Okay. I think I didn't realize that. So like when I was reading was that he took out a patent for a light bulb the day before Edison. And I that's kind of I love that he has this like lifelong vendetta against Thomas Edison. So you know what it actually feels like this is shaping up and this is a wildly unsupported take. It actually feels like a little bit based on what you said earlier about sort of knowing of him, but not really knowing that much about him. Like just he kind of messed around with machine guns. That was his thing. But like all these other things that are his claims to fame that nobody talks about, it feels like he's kind of paying the asshole tax a little bit. Like, but that was everything but, I read. About, oh, but the machine gun and the success of the machine guns after his whole light bulb fiasco, isn't it? Yeah, but that's like that's the one thing that's undeniably like what he's famous for. Like all this other stuff he could be credited with, like a curling iron, like a for. hair curling iron. Like, can we? Yeah. What is up with nineteenth century invent inventors? Like, I feel like I've been on a real journey this this year. Um, just they're just doing too like, much. Like everybody was doing crazy stuff, you know, Walter Hunt and his safety pin and all kinds of equipment for like I don't know, mills, <laughs> industrial equipment. Yeah. And yeah. then you got Iron Stevens Maxim, who's like, I invented the light bulb and also I'd made curling irons for ladies. Do you think he was like, <laughs> have you seen his hair? It's pretty nice. You think he was curling his hair? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think we could allege that, certainly. I think we should. Yeah, I'll go with that. He allegedly, Hiram's Stephen Maxim curled his hair. Um, That's why he needed a curling iron. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that this is kind of like, it's almost like, He's a bad guy, and so bad things happen to him. <laughs> or like people, like he was kind of a jerk, so nobody gives him the credit. Like that legacy has lasted long enough that all this other stuff is forgotten. Well, you know what was so interesting about this article, and maybe we can post this article because I actually found it really interesting about kind of the the background of Hiram Stevens Maxim's like invention career, not his not his Looney Tunes stuff, which we'll talk about soon enough. But. um it was kind of like the background of like the way this author was evaluating like his contributions. So like, yes, he took out a, or he applied for a patent the day before Thomas Edison applied for his light bulb. And yes, he had U.S. Electric, which like I am actually familiar with that company <laughs> um, and was a big competitor to Edison. But like this author was like, but really, like if we evaluate the significance is that he came up with this one piece, but he didn't have the bigger picture to come up with other things. And so therefore you can't really say that he had that big of an impact because Edison saw the whole picture and this guy who just was a two bit genius light bulb, dude, light bulb, dude. Um, this because like that was one of the things I was reading like when he was growing up because he yeah, his, yeah. like first wife I swear to God that the word I saw was bumpkin described him as a bumpkin um you know and he kind of like took on odd jobs so like he had these really great ideas but he kind of like yeah. never really knew how to 
complete those ideas. And I think yeah. the light bulb might have been like that. Um, although I did read that Edison had to use one of his patents. And apparently, like, of course, Hiram Stevens Maxim delighted in that. Um, but yeah. that ultimately, like, there was a restructuring of that company. Um, and they and, and this is something you see so often when they when they essentially pay someone who's smart to stay out of their own company. <laughs> Right, <laughs> which is a hundred percent what happens with U.S. Electric, and I like I was reading it was like basically this guy came, they brought these people in, and they were like, "Wow, this guy has a crazy vendetta against the father of our generation." That's what I just called Thomas Edison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big promotion for Tommy Edison. <laughs> Tommy right Edison. We're not even talking about that other guy. But Tesla, I mean, in case you were, I think that's if that's the to be back on pro Maxim here for a second. If that's the critique of like he shouldn't get credit for his inventions because you know it's just to be like, how many of the people do we celebrate as famous or important in firearms history? Only actually invented like one piece of the puzzle that became a gun, you know, like the bore through cylinder or um, oh, right, because everybody Roland White had the, the bore linkage. through cylinder, but he also had a right. little magazine in there and right. Like if you only get credit for the specific part that, and you need more than that to be influential, then none of the firearms people save John Browning himself are that influential, which isn't true. Whoa, that was harsh about John Moses Browning. That was. But now we're down a rabbit hole that's away from the real reason oh, we're doing. Oh, other rabbit hole tangent before we get into his personal life. Um, he also like apparently like invented a plane. I did. That one I missed yeah. in today's reading. Yeah. In reading club. Uh, in book club, in article club. Um, yeah, like he developed this like flying contraption, which again, it's kind of like, you know, why? What is going on with designers? Like Da Vinci? No. Yeah, he, he had like some flying machine drawing. Yeah, so he also, um, yeah, apparently like he did this test where like they went up, but it crashed. And then um, it was requested that he make another one or rebuild it. And he was like, no. Well, that's actually a great segue into the real meaning of today's episode, which is why did he need a flying machine? If not to get between his two families very quickly. Well, and also... To, to tack onto the plane, he also laid, claims that he had teleportation equipment that he developed. Maxim claimed he I had think teleportation. so, yeah. Okay, so there. He needed these crazy dark arts and flying machines to get between his real family and his new fake family, I guess. So this story we've told before, but we're going to tell it again. Especially because we've referenced it a ton lately this season um which is the story of william cantello the mystery apparently according to the interview. the true inventor of the machine the true gun. inventor of the machine gun slash also maxim so you just spoiler alert sorry sorry so there's this dude in, that's born in i think it's 1838 his name's william cantello and william cantello is another kind of eccentric inventor and he actually has his, this is actually interesting. I was reading about this. He has a shop in a cellar underneath a bar because, you know, why not? Why not? He owned the bar. As one does. So, you know, you get a little, little drinky poo, go down, make a machine gun. Makes 100% sense. But <laughs> the, he was known for being eccentric. Like the family was known for being eccentric. And so like there were like reports of like strange noises and like weird lights and like. Teleporting. Like, 
Yeah, of course. Shh, not yet. Um, but like, it, it totally sounds like Back to the Future. You know, like what I like. It's what it feels like. It really like does. it feels like Cantello is that dude from Back to the Future, which I just gave away that I don't actually know anybody's names from Back to the Future. I just don't know people's names from movies, so it's fine. Okay. Um, Marty McFly was in it, but it's not the person we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, so like he's making all this stuff underground and this is where it gets like a little odd other than the fact that he is just odd, um, is that his sons, like after the fact claimed that their dad had invented a machine gun. Um, which there's some question as to whether or not that can be legitimate because uh, people aren't really sure how you could be firing and making a machine gun in a basement. Just feels like. I don't know. That feels like pretty, that feels pretty tame by 19th century inventor standards. John Browning shot his early machine guns like in his shop, like at a bucket of sand. So. But like underground with no ventilation. Yeah. Why not? Who cares about the mercury? So it's fine. According to Danny, it's possible. According to Danny, according it's fine. to Danny, I, okay, he definitely yes. invented the machine gun underneath a bar in England, the Isle of Wright. Maybe I, I, I don't recall exactly where he was from. But, sure, we'll go. But with basically, that. after the story ends, uh, after the story ends, he disappears, <laughs> and the sons after are like, "Our dad, you know, made this machine gun, and we they just figured he was going to sell it." He was like he left with his invention and no instructions about why he was leaving. But somehow. some money was taken out of his bank account. Go figure. Go figure. And then. Yeah, like he basically if you the story as is that he's one day shooting a machine gun in the evening in this basement under the bar, there's a big cloud of smoke and he's never seen. Yeah, it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like that's, that's the story. That's, that's like, the, that story. the story. And so. And I don't think any patents survive for like his version of the machine gun. If he had a machine gun. If he had. Yeah. Uh, but there's no surviving like documentation of this gun. Just the son's later claims that he had one. That they were and aware. I think there's reports. There's like neighbor's testimony that he worked on guns and they heard him shooting a bunch. Yeah. So. And um, also his family, I guess, had like a lineage of being gun makers in the area. So right, he had a yeah. background in guns. So even though he was. Also so plausible, but no. Solid evidence. No solid element. I don't, I don't know what word that was. <laughs> no solid evidence. So Cantello goes missing with money. And then fast forward, uh, Hiram Stevens Maxim has a wife, has a kid, has some kids, divorces, gets another wife. To be continued on that. Uh, <laughs> and he allegedly, he leaves, he leaves the country and they never come back. He was, you know, at this time, too, I mean, he was with U.S. Electric uh, while well, they were trying to, like, phase him out, you know. And so he was getting, like, mm -hmm. some type of claim in, like, the London office. So he went to Europe, which it was Europe back then. England was Europe back then. No, it's questionable. Um, and he works on his machine gun and he gets enough, like notoriety that there's that the sons William Cantello's sons see a picture of him and they're like oh it is our papa and that's how they spoke. and they reach out to him and Cyrus Stevens Maxim uh I feel weird saying his full name like it's just like we're just let's call him Stephen I was just gonna call him Hiram but yeah that's fine sir sir, sir. um so he rebuffs their claims. He's like, no. Um, and then the sons do track him down. They do track him down to a train, but because he they the sons write to him first and be like, hey, 
where are you, dad? How are those cigarettes? And then milk. he went he out for milk. <laughs> this is PG. He went for milk. Um, <laughs> so they write to him and that goes as a, I think the story follows. And then is when they're like, fine, if he doesn't want to write us back, like the we're just going to stalk him like a total is, moment. We're just going to show up at the train station where we think he'll Which be. is like a lot of work because there was no CCTV back then. Right. There's no, there's no app. There's no flight track. There's no live 360. Um, yeah. um, so they just show up on the train station and like call out to him like father, papa. papa. <laughs> and he's like, whatever, man, I'm out. And it doesn't really acknowledge them. And like, that's the, that's, I think mostly the limit of their interaction as people, yeah. like they don't really but go back and forth. There's like more that goes on here that like allows like other people to, to believe this claim. Not only was the uncanny resemblance, but also um, the fact that Maxim had already said um, that he was annoyed that someone was impersonating him in the United States, mm -hmm. um, which I was reading could have also been one of his brothers, his brother. <laughs> Um, it sounds like he was not a great person to be around. Yeah, and then there were claims of this teleportation, which is like just so weird. Right, like there's just it's all this stuff is like a really really weird story. Like an American gun inventor who's into who makes machine guns. <laughs> you just say he's changes. into machine guns. Yeah, <laughs> he's into them. He's he likes them kind of. Um, he invents machine guns, changes firearms. And then has like this, there's like a bunch of weird family drama of his own in the States and like his marriages that maybe didn't get annulled in time and maybe he committed bigamy and well, which we haven't like explained, I don't think. We, we should probably explain yeah, that. I haven't real gotten quick. there yet. Um, if you guys watch my Instagram, you you have the backstory, but I don't think we actually gave any backstory of this. It's all running together now. Um, but basically there was this lady who claimed that he married her um and he had multiple charges. He was arrested. I mean, it was in the newspaper. Um, and he was arrested in multiple places for charges of bigamy that he was um, you know, married and then he married this lady and she dropped, I think she dropped some of the charges. I think they settled out of court. Um, but then this was the crazy thing I shared in my story, which I haven't been able to track down. Like, uh, well, I don't have the book. There's a, there's a book about Hiram Stevens Maxim's life that talks about this more in detail, but basically that she has a son named Romaine that she claims is Maxim's and you know, Maxim, he ain't here for all those all those little piglets that that he claims aren't his. He's not there to take care of yeah, kids. Yeah, he just like it's a trend. Um, and so he he says it's not his kid. But then later in his life, he does give money to somebody, and the the kid's name was Romaine, which like I don't even think we have time to make fun of that. But the kid's <laughs> name is Romaine, and then later in life, he leaves a lot of money to someone named Romaine. Yeah, and so like there's all these details, just like on his own. Without this whole weird, maybe was, uh, maybe had been William Cantell. If you even don't consider that part of the story, his life is really bizarre, even by like 19th century gunmaker bizarre standards. It, it's just weird things going on. There's allegations about multiple families. There's his brother that might be impersonating him. Or maybe there's... William Cantell is impersonating him. And maybe there are two different people. Um... There's all this stuff that's just weird on its own. Then on top of that is William, he might have been this English guy. And then on top of that is he might have invented teleportation. And also the light bulb. And also the light bulb. Like it's just layers and layers of nonsense. Well, and then, um, you know, to make things weirder, 
Um, I, I already said that he like took some pot shots against religions for, I don't know, encouraging the belief in ghosts, which I need to look more into that because I was like, what? Teleportation weirdo says what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then the last thing that I saw, which was that he was arrested later in life for um, shooting a pea shooter at people from the Salvation Army, <laughs> which first <laughs> off, I had no idea the Salvation Army was that old. <laughs> Of an organization. It's pretty old. <laughs> it's, been, it's old enough to have been shot out by Hiram Max. This, but not by his machine gun. That would be cool. But not by his machine the, gun. The best part of this statement is because that article we've been referencing, uh, I think it was that article, um, references that like, you know, something like in his late, in his older, in his old age, uh, Maxim became eccentric even beyond British terms. <laughs> like, so, like the acknowledgement that like British people are kind of crazy. And then on top of that, Mac then there was Maxim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think people well, thought you know, he was he, loud? He felt at home because he was home, according to the conspiracy theory. No, I, I, I was just thinking, do you think he thought he was loud? Like everybody today thinks Americans are loud. I mean, he was kind of like with his fight with Edison. Yeah, he's just, I don't know if loud's the right, maybe he's just too brazen. I don't know what the he's a word would be for him. <laughs> bumpkin. Well, I mean, and also, why did, if anyone's familiar with the awesome drunk history where about Edison versus Tesla. I'm really disappointed that Maxim is not included in this. Yeah, this is he should have just teleported in. This is this is ripe for a drunk history episode. Like this is just insane levels of things going on. Yeah. yeah. It, this should be a, a drunk history episode. For well sure. and then it seems a little bit like um Maxim may have had some regret uh with his invention, I don't know. Like I was reading things about. I thought you were going to say he may have had some regret at abandoning several families. <laughs> maybe he regretted shooting those <laughs> those bell ringers. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. Like his machine gun changes warfare forever. A lot right. of people die. Yeah, and I think he can't I mean, he... take care of his families. He, he's obviously he's got trouble with that but he he doesn't see i mean he dies in like during world war one so he only sees part of the the change um not i mean it's bad by the time he dies but he doesn't like see the full change of what the machine gun does in the war um but yeah it, it's interesting that he goes through all of this and then has maybe some remorse for kind of being for like just this crazy life, like everything that he did to people and kind of being a jerk the whole time. He's like, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have invented them. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> and isn't it his, his, like his gravestone, like doesn't mention the machine gun at all, no. right? Like that's left off of Well, it yeah. I mean, like. I feel like his, I'm surprised it even has a name. <laughs> There's just a big C. Just a big for C for Cantel. <laughs> But I don't know if we unpacked anything more in this. Uh, yeah, we just really confused our listeners like we normally. Sorry, guys. I'm, <laughs> this is not educational podcast anymore. This is just about confusing. As people. what you did not hear, because Camille is going to edit this out. I'm also doing this to remind Camille to edit this out. I am a little under the weather. So <laughs> although I was prepared for this episode, I was not prepared. 
See, this is why we shouldn't prepare. It just brings brings upon a Maxim-related curse. Yes. So I think we should end on, I want to know, do you believe is Maxim William Cantello? So that's the thing. Is it like, I thought it was silly. And now, I don't know. Like when you pull up all the other eccentricities and you pull up his bigamy, potential bigamy. Um, yeah. And, you know, just everything like with the light bulb and like all of his inventions and everything like i i feel like maybe although although why would he go back to england Brazen. like if he was you trying know, to disappear to the scene of the crime i mean but maybe he was out running his other wives in <laughs> right he he didn't have any other options but did those wives exist was cantello just tell like so did maxim live his life in america at, like, but it was Cantello. So, like, Cantello was teleporting back and forth his whole life, and then was like, "I Maybe. can't do this anymore. I'm just gonna go. Just be, quit. I'm gonna go be this guy because I like this family better." Maybe. Maybe, Maybe that's when Hiram Percy Maxim was born, Maxim was like, "Oh no, this kid's the best. Clearly, the best." I think we're just gonna conveniently skip over the fact that that means you believe in teleportation. I <laughs> mean, is anyone funny. really? They wouldn't be really shocked by that. <laughs> I don't. Think I don't so. believe in it, but I would like it to. To I, I believe it would be nice if it exists. Hiram Stevens Maxim invented it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, this is the end of this season, but as you know, we're pretty unorganized, so we'll probably start just doing episodes again in the next couple of months. <laughs> we can call it a new season. <laughs> Yelp. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>